Hi, beautiful souls. It's me, Janet, your mindset and clarity coach. Today's episode is a very special one because I am bringing to you one of my coaching clients, Paola Gutierrez. We'll be talking about the coaching journey, the transformation she went through, her dreams, and what's next for her to continue living a purpose-driven life. After finishing my one-on-one coaching program, this is what Paola said. I feel more energized, happy, fulfilled, courageous, and accountable to myself than I ever have. During the episode, we also dig deeper on the decision-making process of living authentically. I want to remind you of the free resource I prepared for all of you a few weeks ago a three-question framework to make decisions that lead to fulfilling outcomes. I'm going to be honest, making decisions that align with your authentic self can be overwhelming. Going through these three-question framework will enable you to go from overwhelmed to feeling decisive. You can find the link below in the show notes. Okay, my friends, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 14 of With Clarity and Purpose, and today I have a super special guest. She is my dear friend. She was a coaching client. She's a consultant with a big, huge global Fortune 500 company. She's also an IND leader. And right now she's taking big and bold steps to continue aligning with her purpose. Paola, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I was just so looking forward to this interview because you are someone that, of course, we met in Accenture whenever I was working with the company two years ago. And since I met you, I was really impressed with your ability to always dream and to think of the possibilities and with your ability to really wanting to help the world that we live in. And I feel we need more of that. So I truly appreciate that of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Paola, I always ask all the guests, tell me a little bit about your background. Where were you born and what are you doing right now? Yeah. So I was born in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I actually got to travel the world a little bit when I was a kid because of my dad's job and I've been in the U.S. for 11 years as of July this year. And I went to Texas A&M, so I went to college here. I graduated with a degree in industrial engineering 
And then I started right away at Accenture working as a consultant in our rotational program. So did a little bit of everything for about two years. And then I joined our human potential practice. And now I work as an innovation designer in our Houston Innovation Hub. I love it. What is your favorite part of working in that role? So my favorite part about working, especially as an innovation designer, is that to your point, we get a lot of creative freedom to think about the future and where we want to take our clients and how we use technology. So it's a really exciting place to be and just a very creative and fun atmosphere to work in. So very, very grateful that I have that role and that opportunity. Sounds like the perfect fit for you, Paula, because... I think back of like all the projects you have had, and I feel a lot of people would agree that you always look for projects where you can create an impact in the community. And these are projects that no one has ever heard of, but somehow Paola always finds these freaking amazing community (laughs) projects, which I love because that's the essence of who you are, you know? Love it. It was funny because we had a meeting at work on Thursday. Somebody asked me like, oh, what do you love to do? What are you passionate about? And I talked about, I said, well, I'm really passionate about equity and inclusion. And just really, to your point, making an impact. (laughs) And I said, you know, I was very lucky that I always find like these projects. And my manager was like softly yelling in the background. She was like, she's very vocal. And I'm like, yes, actually, I am very annoying about it. So. It is important. Yeah. It is important to ask for what you want. So I'm, I'm so happy because that's that's one of the biggest lessons in life. Is just, if you want it, just ask for it. Why not? Yes, definitely. Amazing, Paola. So one of the things I mentioned while I introduced you was that you were my coaching client, right? And you went through the coaching process, which I was really, I mean, I love working with all my clients. I love working with you again, because one of the things that is really important for me is that my clients have goals that inspire me because that feeds back to me in order for me to do my best as a coach in order for me to help all of you to get there, you know, to those dreams, to those goals. And even to preframe this discussion, I was telling you even before we started the interview that, I mean, I can talk a lot about what coaching is, but listening at the people's stories and experiences, I feel it adds a level of a deeper understanding. And that's why I want to bring to this podcast people who are super inspiring like Paola and that have gone through a coaching program in order to share stories of transformation and in order to create awareness of what coaching is also. So saying that, why do you think you were drawn towards coaching and how did you know that was the right fit for you? So when I graduated and then when I started at Accenture, The very cool thing about Accenture is that we literally do everything and anything under the sun. So the possibilities were endless, but that was also very challenging because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I came from, you know, very prescriptive four years in college, kind of had a path laid out that traditional industrial engineers will take, but that wasn't what I wanted. And I wanted something completely different, but I really struggled for three years figuring out where I wanted to go. 
and what I wanted to do. And so to me, when I met you and when you talked about coaching, I figured that I really needed it because I felt very lost and I didn't know how to succeed, which was killing me because I've always been a very driven person. I'm in my like strengths finder. I have like achiever, discipline, responsibility. And I just felt like I wasn't meeting any of my own internal expectations. And I was falling short of what I thought I had to do to feel accomplished. And so at that point I was like, no, I really need to figure out like where I'm headed because right now I have no compass. Like I'm headed nowhere. And it was draining my energy. It was making me feel very sad all the time. I just felt kind of worthless at that point. And so to me, that was very, very important. Like I needed to figure out where I wanted to go. Not necessarily like the steps or my next kind of role or career step, but more of like, what am I trying to do in life? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was really kind of a enlightening moment and epiphany for me. I love so many things of what you said. I mean, one of them, we have spoken about this before, is how linear the educational system is in terms of whenever you choose a path, right? Like this, literally everything is built for you. There is little room for you to have time to start getting to know yourself and even getting to know, is this the right path for me? You know, what are your thoughts on that? I know you made reference to that. So I I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, well, it's actually, I always joke that like when I retire, I want to be a college professor. I just have a class that teaches you about like the basics of life, like how to have a house, (laughs) your personal finance, (laughs) everything that like college does not teach you or, you know, school does not teach you, but it's foundational to be able to be an adult. And then part of that is I I always say like, I would have like a six week lesson plan on figuring out what you want to do what you want your life to be, who do you want to be when you quote unquote grow up? Kind of what's the legacy that when you're 60, you say, man, that was such a good life. Like that was such a fun career. It just feels very wholesome to people. And I think, you know, in the education system, I personally feel there's absolutely no space for creativity and for trying out things. You know, you're always when you're a kid, you're taught that you have to follow if you're doing science, for example, which is as experimental as it gets. It's always about follow the activity steps and then what's the result and then you write it down, but there's no room for kind of that curiosity, like what happens if I don't do it? What happens if I do something else? And so I just think like our education system really needs to foster that space for people to figure out who they want to be because then you get to high school And you always kind of hear the same career paths, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, either you go and be an engineer or you get prepared to go to med school or law school. And it's just very like prescriptive. Yeah, It's like, okay, fine. You can be a lawyer, but like, what does that mean for you? And what can you do with that? That's not necessarily just sitting in an office, going through papers or being a doctor. Like, what are the possibilities within kind of the, the paths that we have today to really make it your own so that you truly enjoy what you're doing. And it's just not following somebody else's path and what they defined for you. So I just think we need more room to explore. We don't have enough room to explore. I love that. And I think 
you know, when I think back of my past and I was in high school, of course, Latin and immigrants, you know, our community experiences a lot of lack of role models and lack of mentorship. Mm -hmm. At least my mom didn't know better, you know. So I was going back and thinking, I like chemistry and I would love to give back to my family, support them financially. And I was like, because the financial piece, I feel it's something that there is so much pressure around more than your fulfillment, more than your happiness is like, get a job where you can earn money. Okay. But what if I don't like it? Is that going to like, is that going to benefit me long-term? Not really, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I was thinking about before our conversation today was this kind of the concept of acceptance and accepting yourself. And it's one of the things that I still kind of struggle with because I have dreams and I say, wow, I really wish that I could do that. But a part of me doesn't accept it because I'm like, well, what if my parents don't agree with it? What if I can't make money off of it? To your point, that financial piece is always something that I struggle in the back of my head with, okay, how am I going to support my parents? What if somebody else in my family needs help and I can't be that person just because that's always... I always have kind of that urge to be able to give back to them since they've done so much for me throughout the years. And that part, I, man, I feel like that's the hardest thing. Like that acceptance of what I want to do is okay. And I can be successful doing it because other people have done it. So why couldn't I, but Mm -hmm. it's hard because I've grown up with a belief of how things should be and how you can be financially secure and kind of what are these steps to do so? And so that's always kind of like a delicate balance that I always kind of like are always thinking about and like trying to yeah. make sense of. <laughs> it's natural just overcoming, like you say, those unconscious patterns. And I think the important piece, like you said, taking action and experiment, because as you continue doing that mm-hmm. on the side of maybe being financially secured or maybe studying or doing whatever, you start gaining more confidence and congruence that it's possible for you. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, the, the important part is not to let that stop you, which you haven't, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So you talked about your stage in college and then you entering into the world. What was the thing that you were like, in that transition, you started to think of, I need help and I clear what I believe to be true is no longer that anymore for you. What was the moment that you realized like, hey, I need someone else to help me, which was the coaching in in this case? I think for me, it was, I would see other people that were kind of at my same level. Yeah. They just seemed very sure of themselves and what they wanted to do, whether it was true or not. I don't know, but (laughs) it seemed like it. And I felt like I didn't have that. And even looking at my partner, he's always been passionate about design ever since he was a kid, knew what he wanted to do. And I always struggled ever since I was a kid with, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I'm good at. I just, I know I can be good at anything and everything that I put my mind to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's fulfilling. It's just, I can be good at it. And so I always kind of watched people around me that had that sense of kind of purpose and just like genuine interest in the things that they were doing. And I didn't have it. And it made me feel very frustrated. 
and very anxious because I was like, why can I figure it out? Why can I figure it out? And so I think that made me realize that, you know, I'm good at things and I can be excellent at everything that I do, but I want to be, I hate saying this, but like great at it because like I want to develop the talent, you know, that people say like, wow, how did she do that? And I just, I felt like I was in a place where I couldn't do that because I wasn't interested in the work that I was doing. I wasn't interested in learning more about it. I was just going through the motions. And to me, it didn't feel like I could do 40, 50 years of the same thing that I was doing over and over. And so that to me was like, I really need to ask for help, which is something that I don't like to do either because I like figuring things out for myself. I I with them. They're with you. (laughs) I was like, it's been five years. I bought books. I've read every like self-help that's, you know, been trending out there to like figure out, you know, what's going on and like, what's the roadblock or why am I having so many issues like figuring out my path? But I realized that sometimes you just need that kind of mirror, the sounding board helping you sort through all of your thoughts and all of your ideas and maybe like showing you things that you don't even know about yourself. So how did coaching help you get there? I think it was one forcing me to self-reflect, like truly self-reflect on who I wanted to be. And then the second one was holding me accountable because I think when you are in adulting mode, everything else takes priority when you don't want to take the time to look at yourself mm-hmm. because it's scary, right? So you're like, oh, I don't have time to like sit down and write my thoughts. Yeah. I need to go do something else. I need to clean the kitchen. I need to figure out mm-hmm. my finances, right? Because it's scary and you don't want to be vulnerable and you don't want to face the fact that you do actually have some issues that you have to work through. So I think those two things were the most important for me in coaching because it was, there was nowhere for me to escape. Like if I didn't join my call with you every week and I had done my homework, you'd be angry at me and I didn't want to be angry. <laughs> So I was like, no, I gotta get my work done. And it was just, I intentionally carved out the space to do some self-reflection and really do some digging and be honest with myself, which I would. I love that. And I wouldn't have been angry at you. I hope you know that. No, I know. The the cool thing, I mean, I was introduced to coaching and I got certified back in 2015. And the cool thing that really drew my attention to coaching is that, you know, you as a person, you have certain goals, right? As a coachee. And the only agenda for the coach is the client's agenda. It's like, you tell the coach, I want to get there. And like the only thought in the coach is like, okay, how can I help her get there? You know, to the yeah. place she defined by herself. So I think, I mean, I've been coached too. And I think that's just like the magic part of coaching because if you having a person fully dedicated to your su- success, isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think sometimes we look for those people either at work or we look at it, we look at maybe our friends or family and subconsciously like they have, it's not that they have an agenda, but they have their own experiences. Yeah, and of course. They want to help you, but they only know from their own experiences. 
and kind of sometimes don't know how to detach from that. And so they unintentionally guide you or steer you in the way that worked for them, but may not necessarily work for you. Yeah, and since yeah, it's yeah. kind of the training to be able to decouple the two, it can be sometimes more harmful or it might even inhibit you from actually being completely honest with them because you're afraid that they're going to judge you or do something else that's going to be more on, tied to their interests rather than yours. I love that clarification that you gave, Paola, because it is true, you know, as part of the coaching program, you're not telling the client or you, in our case, what to do. You're rather asking them questions to help them get to the best approach for them. Because as you all know, we all have past experiences. We have our sets of unconscious beliefs, of values, and whatever you perceive, that's a projection of what's going on inside you, within you. Mm-hmm. And it is a self-realization that you were talking about, right? Like going back, reflecting what is best for Paola and what does Paola, for the first time, what does Paola dream of? Because it is possible. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, we work on creating your goals and compelling future. And something that I've seen over and over with 99% of the clients when as a coach, when I ask, hey, who is the person that you want to be? You know, like I want you to start dreaming. There is a certain resistance to hearing dream, like dream the word, the canvas is yours. Who, who is the person that you want to be? Why do you think is that? I think because we, you know, as we're growing up, we start kind of gathering fierce. Yeah. 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 Your parents' fears, your siblings, your friends, what you see around you. And so when you hear the word dream, it's, there's so much fear attached to that. Yeah. And and just like saying it out loud, you're like, Oh, I don't want to sound stupid because people are thinking I'm dumb. Right. Or like my dream is dumb and I don't want anybody to think that I'm dumb. So I'm just going to not do it. I'm just going to create a dream that works for everybody else. So I think it's always kind of like trying to fill others' expectations or, you know, making sure that you're not putting yourself in a vulnerable spot where people, again, get to like judge you or make comments on the things that you want to do. And so I think that's why that resistance is there. And one of the things that I really learned from you was, you know, you always make the decision within you first. And then you communicate it out to avoid people putting kind of their set of expectations or like their thoughts and their kind of judgments on you. Because I think like the natural tendency is we look at to others to validate what we want to do. Yeah. And then when they don't validate it the way that we want them to validate it, we're like, okay, maybe not, you know, maybe I'm going to find out something else to like be passionate about. (laughs) I love what you said. And I also feel that we come into this world and there is a pre-designed package of a path for us. Hey, you're born. This is what you need to do. This is what you do at work. This is, these are the, the boundaries. This is where you operate. And I feel when you ask someone to dream, it's like they literally need to break through those boundaries of what they thought their life or their potential is because the potential is also boxed into this 
preconceived notions and preconceived design. And mm -hmm. I agree with you. The major block is that fear and the unworthiness, like not feeling worthy that they can actually break through those boundaries. Yeah. 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 Or just like you're even able to do it. Yes, exactly. That's a good one. Like, well, I don't know why I dream. I can't do that. Yeah, I can do that. Like, so let me just lower my dream into, I don't know, being X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll stay in the system where you're supposed to stay there. Now, you said to yourself, you know, one of the things coaching enabled me to do was look at myself in the mirror and self-reflect and dedicate time for that. As you dedicated time for that, what was the biggest surprise when you looked at yourself in the mirror? Well, I think the biggest surprise was that I had a lot of things that were holding me back and I couldn't understand why. Because I was, you know, as I, to your point, like, oh, my dream isn't attainable or it sounds dumb or it sounds stupid. Then it got me thinking like, reflecting about all the other times in my life where I've been able to accomplish things. And so I was like, where does this even come from? Because I've been able to accomplish things all my life. And right now, if I want to accomplish my dream or what I really enjoy and love, or, you know, what I think might be my dream at a certain moment. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's done. Let me just stick to what I'm doing right now. Why? And so I think that was kind of like one of the biggest realizations to me is I have all these things that are kind of like holding me back, but I don't even know where they come from. I love them. I love them. And just for the listeners, a lot of those things that are beliefs or even negative emotions, they leave it in the unconscious mind, you know? So a lot of times they just manifest in different ways and you don't even realize it because it's not conscious. It's not something that you are there to see. It just happens like automatic pilot and that's it. It's a blind spot a lot of times for people. Yeah. And sometimes having that person, like a coach that is trained to listen to those limiting beliefs, negative emotions, and even the language patterns that the clients are using, that you're like, mm -hmm. oh, that may sound as a limiting belief. Let me check with her. I think it's super important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think definitely what you were saying about having somebody that listens. Yeah. Because yeah. the reality is that in life, we don't really listen. In our day-to-day, -day, we hear, <laughs> but we're not like actually absorbing and processing and analyzing what the other person is saying and then talking to them in a way that makes them reflect. We're just like, you hear something, somebody asks you a question and your instinct is to just solve. Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Instead of like actually listening. So there's so much value because not only is another person, another person listening to you, we also start listening to yourself and what you're saying and the things that are coming out. And you suddenly start connecting the dots. Like, wait, I just said this like five minutes ago. And now this is coming in like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so true. It's like wizardry. <laughs> it's, it's magic. It, is, it is so interesting. I love what you said, Paola. Now, you went through coaching. And before going through coaching, you had an idea of coaching. And then I imagine your idea shifted after you completed coaching. What was the idea you used to have about coaching that 
it got transformed into something else. Like, what are the insights you got about the process that you're like, huh, this is interesting. Um, I thought a coach would literally tell me what to do. I'd be <laughs> like, these are my problems. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Tell me, how do I do it? Or like, I don't know, have some like magic insight. Like, I don't know, you have like mommy issues or like daddy issues and then we're just going to like fix it and it's all going to go magically away and you're going to be famous. I don't know. But I think the biggest insight for me was, again, kind of like that self-reflection and holding myself accountable and doing the work, like actually having to do the work. There's no, like I said, you can't escape it. There's somebody there that will hold you accountable to making sure that you're taking the time for yourself to really figure out what you want to do. And it sucks at first because you're like, no, I just want to be told what to do and go do it. Yeah. But then slowly it just starts being a very enjoyable process that you're like, man, I want to find out more and I want to kind of dig deeper into this thing that I'm struggling with or that I'm feeling. And you start also naturally doing the work for yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. by yourself. And so I think that's what was really interesting for me. I love yeah. that. I, <laughs> it is so true because we expect to find the answers on an external element, either a person, a book or something else. And even though we may find some answers that way, the level of fulfillment you feel when you actually start to understand yourself and start arriving and the right answers that lie within you, it's just a total different level of fulfillment. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because then you really start finding who you are. Yes. And uh-huh. you start making decisions from who you are rather than from what a b c person is telling you you're supposed to be by the society's norm yeah i don't know if it was listening to a podcast or reading a quote and it was talking about being successful from the external perspective versus being successful within yourself you know Mm -hmm. if you're successful by everyone else is like wow paola is super successful janet is super successful and you don't feel that way yourself because you know you're violating some boundaries in terms of who you are that is just you know not right for you you know because no one else is going through your experience i think Part of life is discovering who you are and doing the things you love and being creative to also attract the abundance you deserve, like money, which is one of the top concerns for everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, you know, we're again consulting. The pace is very fast. You, It's almost like a video game. You move level, you move level, you move level. And you're always, to a certain extent, getting more getting more financial rewards, getting more responsibility, getting more recognition, getting more visibility, whatever it may be. And you almost start craving that. You're like, I'm going to get to the next level, right? But to your point, one of the things that I found was, yeah, I mean, I was doing really well. When my performance reviews came around, I was getting recognized. My career counselor would say, yes, you're doing so great. Everybody loves you in the practice. You've got great reputation. But I was like, Cool. (laughs) I mean, 
at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that much to me because I'm not getting the recognition or the visibility or the responsibility in the areas that I want. And so it's very different when you do it just to do it versus when you do it and you know, and you know that it is right within you and it's in line with where you're trying to go. I love that. And Paola, in the process, right, of you discovering who you are and what are the things that align within yourself, one of the things that through the coaching process you discover is your values, right, in a specific area of life, in this case, career. Mm-hmm. What has been your biggest transformation from when you started the coaching program and when you finished it? Oh, I had no idea about what my values were. I mean, I could like give you a bit <laughs> of everything. I was like, yeah, family, like empathy, community. But I didn't know what were the most critical ones to me. And that was also a point of self-reflection. Like, okay, well, what do I even value? Like, I'm always, I'm here saying, oh, I want to make an impact. I want to make an impact. But in what and how? And what are those kind of like, compass that's guiding me and to me it was really thinking through like very basic (laughs) foundation like what do I really value what really kind of when something irritates me or frustrates me what makes me say this is where I draw the line so yeah and I remember you had a lot of things in your plate like you always have like a lot of extracurricular activities and knowing your values what you stand for what are the things that you're aspiring to be let you be more purposeful and intentional with the things you were saying yes to because sometimes we tend to please everyone else and say yes and we want to help and at the end it's not adding value to us which goes back to the theme of this call so far yeah no absolutely I think I always have that question that you told me kind of in the back of my head, am I doing this out of love and out of fear? And now I evangelize people with it. I'm like, in my team chat, I'm like, my coach says. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. I like and people it. people are like, wow, that's fantastic. And it really is because I think a lot of times that we do things out of fear and we don't really do them because we yeah. want to or because it's intentional or because it's going to get us to where we want to be. It's more like, oh, I need to do it because I'm worried. Like, Those are the trigger words. And I think working with you, kind of, I started realizing and being more self-aware of the language that I use. But like, I'm worried that if I don't do this, X, Y, Z, or I am afraid that if nobody takes this leadership position, then it's going to fall through the cracks and like, okay, well then am I doing it because I actually love it? Or just because I feel like I have some sort of commitment that maybe I created for myself, but not really because I wanted to, because I Mm -hmm. thought I had to. Yeah. So I always have that question kind of present when I'm picking up things or when I'm trying to do things. And sometimes, you know, there are choices that I can make and others that I can't make and I just have to go with it. But it's really important that when I do have that freedom to choose, I choose things because I want to. I love it. And that's the importance of having a direction. And like you call it a compass, by the way, I love that word because I feel now more than everyone is overwhelmed with options. Everyone is like, I can do this and I can do this and I want to do everything at the same time. And the more you understand the direction and the more you understand yourself, the more decisive you can become in taking decisions that lead to fulfilling outcomes, like you are explaining. 
I think one concept before we move on, FOMO, fear of missing yeah. out. Oh my uh-huh. God. I use that all the time. I'm like, I need to take this opportunity because I have FOMO. Like, what if I miss out on it? And then like, this person who's really high up in the company won't know who I am. And so the FOMO then makes you like rack up all these things that you're like, okay, now I can't do anything because I have no time. And so I remember when you told me about that question, like, am I doing it out of fear or love? I also realized like, oh, I'm using FOMO a lot, which when you use the acronym, you kind of forget the fact that it starts with fear of missing out. Yeah. And to your point, like we've got so many options and we always have FOMO, like FOMO that I'm not traveling or doing this or doing that or doing that. It's like, okay, but do you actually want to do any of that? or you know yeah it's very external focus you know external validation versus internal fulfillment and a lot of times it's external validation that we are seeking rather than what the heck we want right isn't that crazy exactly exactly awesome my friend now what do you think was the biggest transformation for you in the coaching process i think the biggest transformation for me was realizing all of the small steps and the invisible work that you sometimes have to put into things that we don't really appreciate and give love to, but that are the things that actually get you to where you want to be. And I think, you know, we're so kind of conditioned because of social media and movies. And, you know, every time that you read the news, you're like a unicorn or whatever. And like, they started from nothing. Now they're valued at like $850 million. And you're like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, as we were, as you suggested that I read the slide edge and it talked about like those small consistent actions. To me, that was like, because it broke me out of that like constant loop that we're in because we're so bombarded with all of this influx of information that at the end of the day, like doesn't do anything but make us anxious about life and all of the things that we're not accomplishing. And so to me, when I was reading this and when we talked about like, okay, you have this goal. Okay. What are the steps that you're going to take and kind of bringing it back to basics and that breakdown of like, what's my plan? What am I going to do, you know, in the next month and the next two months and so on. That was really big for me because it took a lot of pressure off of like my need to accomplish I love that. And if I remember well, there was a decision that you were like, I've been thinking about this, but I don't know. I haven't taken much action. I don't know if I want to do it. And one of the things that you were very decisive about at the end of the coaching program was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pursue this path. And at the beginning in your introduction, when I said, hey, Paola is taking big and bold steps to align with her purpose, that came into mind. Would you mind sharing what that is? Because I want you to share your dream too, because I truly believe it's possible. Yes. So (laughs) I spent about four years going back and forth, trying to decide whether I wanted to do an MBA. Finally, after working with Yannette, I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it because it's right for me. The previous four years had been a lot of like, I need to do it because it's going to get me a better salary. It's going to get me a better position. It's going to a myriad of things, kind of like what you do when you're in consulting. You're like, oh, you do a couple of years consulting and then you go off to grad school and then you come back and you know, you're the VP or whatever. And so those were like, initially, that's what I wanted to do it. 
And then, but I never like actually committed. I would buy the books. I'd pay for the train, like the GMAT training and stuff to, to take the test. And I would never commit. And then after like being very clear on what I wanted to do, I was like, okay, now I'm going to do it because I'm sure of it. Like feels right. It feels like I have to. It's a dream that I've always had. I've just never known why, but now I see clearly like why I want to pursue it. And I finally committed to it. And now I'm in the process of applying. So hopefully in the summer, I will have some good news. You will. And tell us about, you know, like there are specific things that you're passionate about and that you want to create an impact and a change on. Tell us more about your dreams because I think it's totally possible and you're going to make it happen. So when you share it with others, I think it becomes even more real. So let's do it. Yes. So I, like I said at the beginning, I'm very passionate about equity and inclusion, especially how do you, especially women. And to me, it's about, you know, how do we activate and how do we tell the stories of women in the world that are truly making a difference and being those role models, to your point, for all the little girls around the world. And so at first, to me, you know, like I said, I didn't really have a direction for why I wanted to go to grad school. But after like really having that clear compass, I was like, okay, this is why I need to go to grad school because there are knowledge gaps that I have. And I want to make this dream of mine of like really telling the stories of women happen. And I want to do it in a way that creates economic mobility, freedom, opportunity for women around the world. And it's the way that society works. You need to know how the business world works. You need to know how money works, how to run it, how to make it work for you. And so I finally kind of decided that I needed to go back to grad school, give myself the space to really experiment, try out things, explore different areas, and then find ways to really make this something that people want to invest in that makes sense for everyone. And that just really gives women the opportunity to be the best that they can be. I love that. And I am so proud of you because me listening at this maybe a year and a year and a half ago when we worked and now you sound so much more congruent and committed and you're like, this is it, I'm sure, and I'm going to make it happen. So I love that about you, Paola. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. And I think kind of the exciting thing about it is that everything that I do now, I try to like tie it back to this bigger goal that I have that feels very kind of nebulous and like abstract right now because I haven't figured out like where exactly I want to play. But I think every opportunity that I've been given so far is helping me build the skills to eventually create that dream for me. And so I had the opportunity to do some like workforce development projects. And now I am doing a lot of energy transition work. And to me, these are like, I'm learning all these different things that I know affect women in one way or another. Maybe they're not specifically tied to it, but it's given me kind of like a toolkit of skill sets and knowledge that I can then apply once I kind of like create more of a concrete plan around my massive plan. And so I think it's really exciting because I no longer feel kind of lost. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to take this role and this is really valuable because it's going to teach me one, two, and three. And I'm going to be able to later use that knowledge 
to create a set of opportunities for myself down the road. And so it makes life just a lot more exciting and fulfilling and work as well. And I get to embed kind of different things in different projects or when people ask me for help, I'm like, have you thought about this and how like it could potentially affect women or like minorities and just this like concept of inclusion that I think is so, 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 so vital in today's world. And so it's just, yeah, it's really exciting. And you're going to be super successful because, I mean, I remember all of our interactions and Paola and I were so passionate about inclusion and diversity. And we would go out of the way, out of the path, just to make sure certain things happen, or at least that there was awareness of it. So I feel this is who you are. This is your essence, something that everyone sees. And the fact that you're also seeing it and you're pursuing something that you're aligned with, I mean, that's amazing. And again, so proud of you. So proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I was actually in a call a few days ago and they were asking us like, oh, what is it? You know, what is one of the things that we really do great in, or in one of the things that we really need to work on? And I was like, you know what? We do really great hiring of fantastic, powerful, like Latina women, but we don't do enough. And everybody was like, yes you're right like all these <laughs> yes yeah, sometimes it takes a leader sometimes it takes someone to say something bold for everyone because not everyone is confident to say hey that's me why because they are focused on what other people may think the fear of who how they show up i mean so many things right so I'm just proud that you're being that voice that sometimes just goes bold and stand up so everyone else can be heard. I think it's so important. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> you're trying great. So keep, keep it up. <laughs> now, what do you recommend? You know, I feel like the, everyone is gaining clarity, right? As they're walking the path. What do you recommend uh, to someone that feels lost and is trying to gain clarity or is trying to find purpose or be more fulfilled based on the, your journey? What would be your advice to them, to our audience here? I would say, one, if you can and you're able, find help. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be like a formal coach but just people in your life that genuinely have your best interest in mind, which I, it's how our relationship started in the first place and talk to them, figure out, you know, how do they see you? Ask them, how do they see you? What do they think about you? And is, you know, is that answer aligned with who you want to be? And if it isn't, then start looking for the people that can help you get to be that person that you want to be. And the second thing is really, identify the things that fire you up and that kind of like make you angry, but in a positive way that you're just like, no, I got to go and I got to do something about this. Because I think that's how I started kind of realizing a little bit of the things that really made me passionate. It wasn't something that I was just like kind of numb all day, but it was something that I was like, this is so frustrating and I got to go fix it and I got to go do something about it. And it made me so excited. And even if people said no, or if people didn't seem to care, I was like, doesn't matter. I'm going to find another way and I'm going to keep being annoying about it and vocal and I'm going to be a squeaky wheel until somebody gets sick of it and they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> because, you know, when we started our whole like inclusion and diversity campaign, those were 
and that just made me so excited. And it just, it made me want to take action. So find those things that make you want to take action that you're willing to fight for, even if it feels like you're just like yelling at the wind, it's just a giant roadblock. Like you will find a way to make sure that the right people start hearing what you're saying and then find help. Because I think, you know, if you're a proud person like I am and you don't want to let anybody in, you know, find those people that you really trust that you really feel comfortable with being yourself and just like pouring your heart out and not being afraid that they're going to judge you or set their expectations on you so that you can start having those moments of self-reflection and really thinking through who do I want to be? Who do I want to be known for? What do I want to leave when my time comes and I have to leave this world? Because at the end of the day, we get only one life. And so why spend it doing the things that we don't want to be doing? I love that. And that's why we're doing this interview too, right? Because I think part of our mission, you and mine, is to inspire others to be that that change agent in their life first so they can also inspire others to find their own life at the end of the day. So I really appreciate you. I have one last question for you. Are you ready? (laughs) Nothing hard, nothing hard, I promise. So imagine... Paola, I'm going to start like an imagine segment, right? Let, okay. Let's start dreaming. Okay. I like it. <laughs> imagine a world where the main focus of the educational system was to help people find their own light and find their own purpose and align their career to that, you know, where they are bringing the money to what they are passionate about and something that they truly believe. And like you said, it makes them feel like, let's take action because I care about this. How different do you think the world would be? Oh, it would be so different. I think we would not be fighting with this whole like, or struggling with this whole work-life balance thing that everybody always has going on because we would be in balance ourselves. Mm. And so I think we wouldn't have the stress. We wouldn't have the anxiety. We wouldn't have all of these kind of mental health issues that we're all dealing with today. I feel the world would be a lot more vibrant. We would have better conversations. I think we would just have a lot more progress because everybody would be doing the things that they want to be doing yeah. instead of the things that somebody else tells them to do. And so I think we should all have coaches from literally when we're born <laughs> that just guide us and that are there to help you so that we can all be the best version of ourselves and really create a world where we want to live and hopefully where everybody else wants to live. So I love that. What an amazing answer. And like Paola said, and like I've said in different episodes, focus on you being the change because I mean, this famous quote, be the change that you want to see in the world. The, ideally, the educational system would be like that. And let's start, you know, with ourselves in order to inspire others to do the same. Paola, you're a huge inspiration to myself and to everyone else. So I really appreciate you being here, dedicating the time, going through the coaching process, going through this interview, and more than that, just taking bold decisions in order to align with who you are. So I'm excited for your MBA. I know you're going to do amazing and get into the schools you want to get into. 
share with everyone your information because I want people to connect, you know, and they truly felt touched by this story and everything you shared. Like, it would be great if they can find you too. I guess the best way to find me would be on LinkedIn. I don't really use Facebook and literally Instagram. I just like lurking. So I think LinkedIn, Paula Gutierrez, should be pretty easy to find me. If not, I work at Accenture, so that should give it away. And yeah, I mean, I'm always open to talking to people, learning, figuring out what other people are doing, because that's another way that we get to explore and say, oh, wait, that's cool. Like, I want to do that. So yeah, happy to connect with anyone over anything. I love that. Again, thank you so much, Paola. I appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And I hope all of the listeners and the viewers, they really enjoy this interview because I am sure after this call, I'm going to be so energized and just ready to go. So thank you for sharing your experiences, your insights and everything else. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm energized myself. I'm like, Saturday. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I feel we can still talk all the time, right? But this is how something that you're truly passionate about makes you feel like, you know? Yes. Like we started and we we're both like, oh my God, it's Saturday morning. Okay, let's do this. And now we are like, yeah, we have more energy than when we started. You know, I just love it. I just love it. Yes, absolutely. That's true. When you were telling me about like, oh, share your dream. I just like got so excited about it. I was like, <laughs> so awesome. Thank you again. I hope everyone else has an inspiring day after this conversation. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, Paola. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.